And it's quite shocking, you could say also, when you discover that. And then after that, what you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. <laughs> Good day. You're listening to European Buddha. Welcome to a new episode of the European Buddha podcast. Today, we want to shine light again on meditation and mindfulness and continue our journey about its purpose. For that, we have a special guest today that is involved within the European Buddhist Union for quite a while. I'm honored to introduce today's guest, Venerable Lama Dorje Dondrup. He's been Sakya Buddhist teacher for over 15 years. I really love his quote, if you grow, you help, and if you help, you grow. This said, as he works with individuals and organizations and companies, he's known by his special skill in unraveling the Dharma to positive as one faces everyday difficulties. In other words, transforming ordinary conflicts into wonderful challenges. Happy to have you here with us and warmly welcome Lama Dandrat. How are you? <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm very fine. I'm, as, as you know, I'm living in the countryside, in a forest. And we are in Spain, in Barcelona. And I'm very happy here. It's an honor to be with you here, inaugurating this podcast. Let's go straight to the point. Uh, we know that you are quite busy in the morning. So what kind of practice you do in the morning times? Well, I do practice in the morning, in the afternoon and in the night. In the morning, what we do in our tradition is just, you know that the mind is nothing more than the past appears in your mind in the present. So sometimes what appears in your mind doesn't like you. So what we do in the morning is see how is our mind today. And also what we try is to focus our mind in what is important for us today. The mind has to be very clear. The love has to be in the mind. So this is what we try to make it stable. So this is what we do in the morning. In my case, I have to be ready to help the, the disciples. So I have to take care very strictly of how I am. You know, the, the disciples call me when, when they need some help, some positive, positive energy. So I have to be ready to bring to them this, this energy. So I have to be more well than normal. So you have these uh, practices and routines And um, yeah, you're quite busy during the day. Can one say that you are mindful all the time? I have to be in this mindfulness state all the day, as much as I can, even in the night. It's, it's nice to do it, I think, because it's like I, I cannot be a, I cannot be sad when I when I start to. I, I just told the, the other day with a group of disciples, this morning when I get up, when I checked my mind, I saw sadness. Then I, I saw the sadness in my mind. I, I thought, what happened? 
what, why um, I have this feeling now? It's what I, I ask. Actually, I ask them, what do you do when you feel sadness? When you have this sensation, what do you think that why you have this sadness in your mind? In my case, when I see this sadness, what I, the first that I think is, okay, someone needs my help. I'm ready to offer my, my best energy to you. And then what's happened is that the sadness takes only a minute or two minutes in my mind. As soon as I see the sadness, then I can transform the sadness into something more, more beneficial for me and for the rest. And I think that we, that is nice also, not need to be a professional. If everyone does the same, then for helping the others, you, you are helping yourself. Yeah, it's great you mentioned the importance of clearing the mind, and especially in the morning. Uh, I like this practice very much that in the morning, I just take 10, before even opening my eyes in the bed, I take 10 mindful breaths and set an intention for the day. And it's like such a great thing. You just kind of, today I choose compassion, today I choose humor, whatever it is, because yeah, there might be in the mornings if you go just running around like chaos and you easily go with it. But if you just clear your mind, you see things in a, like you say, as an opportunities. So it really makes difference how to start the day and live every moment. At the starting moment, it's very important with every event any event that you have, when you are starting, it's a moment to be, the motivation, it's very important. So I think it's wonderful, wonderful meditation that you are practicing. And so simple, so simple, so simple. Martin, what kind of practice do you do? Do you start your day with something or? Um, waking up and uh, wondering who am I? Is this my daily practice? Um, often I wake up and I have a glimpse of not knowing and then like a, pro a computer program, programs come into play. What I wanted to do, what is my schedule? Um, yes, I'm this, uh, this person, uh, 32 years old, etc., etc., etc. And it's quite funny sometimes when I have the courage to see at it because how the mind and our patterns are. So this is my daily practice. And sometimes I'm successful and often I'm not that successful. <laughs> what, can, you, can you tell me how do you know that, that is successful? How do you know that? What, what are the indicators? That's a very good question. Actually, I'm, I'm not quite sure how successful am I because the... Only the word success is quite quite odd in this place. Um, but there are tendencies um, that I inhabited to measure my, my things. And sometimes it's also with meditation. You say, how good am I in meditation? How mindful am I right now? Is it 100% mindful? And like this judgment, I don't know where it comes from, but it's interesting to see. So I think it's a very good point. And do you use the, the relationship with the others to measure how mindful are you? 
Well, it's a, there's also a good question. Other people are good indicators for feedback. I was just reading a Korean Buddhist uh, book and there was these beautiful little sayings and one was uh, consider those who differ with you to be your character builders. Yeah, so I think it really stopped me for a while. I think that there is a, a, kind of, a kind of trick where we can fall down thinking that meditation is just when you are seated in a silence. The benefits of meditation has to go to your daily, daily life. If now what you are creating is building two worlds, meditation world and the rest of the day world. And it's like a competition between the two worlds. And you are in the middle of the two worlds. And this finally you can have like a this competition can bring you a sensation of stress. Because like when you are in the daily life, you are thinking that you have to be more calm, more relaxed. When you are meditation, meditating, maybe the mind is telling you, okay, what are you doing here? You have a lot of work to do. If we combine both, I think that mindfulness has to be in, you, you practice sitting down, You, do you train yourself in the silence, but you practice in your daily life? And the benefits has to be seen. You have to see the benefits in the life, not, not, not separating too much what is meditation and what is the daily life. So if you practice love when you are alone, then you can share this with the rest and seeing how how you benefit or how you share this love with the others, how affect the your love to the others, you can see how successful are you with your practice. And then both ways are the same, actually. In one of the articles of the EBU magazine, you wrote an article about mindfulness and you stated that for Buddhists, the ability to manage mindfulness is not the ultimate goal. And uh, you just mentioned um, compassion is one of the yeah, key motivations for Buddhists. Uh, can you say something about this ultimate goal? The compassion is the way to arrive to the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is just expand your uh, consciousness. That's quite difficult to, to understand or to know what will happen when you expand your consciousness. Then what we say is that the, the indicators of you are getting this expansion are that you have more love, more compassion, and more wisdom. These are indicators, but it's not the goal. The goal is the expansion of the consciousness. If you can practice compassion, this is a sign that you are expanding your consciousness. That helped me and also will help the people surrounding me. You know that we are fighting between me and the others all the time. So we have like two conversations. This is good for me, this is good for the others. So when we get something that it's beneficial for me and the others in the same way, that here you can just go and expand. Love is this kind of event that... It's good for you and the others. 
then when you have love, you need compassion. Because when you love someone, everything happened to this one will affect to you. Then compassion allows you to switch on your light and this light, you can share your light with the person in suffering. If you, you cannot go directly to compassion. You have to develop first love. Then when you are able to maintain your light in every situation, the wisdom can be stable in your mind. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we come now to my favorite topic, uh, poisons of mind. Because yeah, if there's if the love and compassion is not awake, there's some poisons in the mind. In Buddhism, we can talk about the three poisons, greed, ignorance, hatred. It's such a gift that Buddha taught the practices to transform them. There can come like generosity and wisdom and loving kindness. We do in our Sangha these uh, Brahma Viharas for immeasurables. Metta, loving kindness, karuna, compassion, mudita, sympathic joy, and upekha, equanimity. It's a great way to transform, really, because these are with us, but not always awake. The natural state of the mind is clear and uh, positive. When your mind is not clear and, uh, and positive, is that you have something, something wrong in your mind, you can tell like this. So what we call poisons are actually the best intent from our part to enjoy the life on the past. It's not negative, it's just, it's negative because now we know what is positive, but to be hatred, sometimes hatred is wonderful. All the fear, you can think that fear is nothing, it's not good, but actually the fear is nice. In some situations, if you see that your kid has not fear in some moments, then you have fear. So the fear is something nice. That the fear is like uh, some information arrives to you. Then the question is when this information take the control of yourself. That's the problem. But the fear is not the problem. The problem is that you don't have the control of yourself. If you have the control, if you are mindful, then you can see the fear and then you can manage with the fear and take the best decision. But if you are not mindful, when the fear arises, take the control of your mind, then take the control of your present. And then you take decisions moved by the fear. And then the mind is learning that fear is important in your life. And then every time you will have more fear. This is that that kind of process are that we call poisons, and we have to be mindful of it, of them, and just remember that these emotions are just past sensations arising in my present moment, and now I can decide what to do with them. They don't decide what to do. I will decide. Exactly, and often the lion is not in the bush anymore. <laughs> it's not there. So at this point, these poisons would uh, go as opportunities or, as you once stated, wonderful challenges. Actually, it's like this um, training camp. Life is the training space 
to let you know or to let to be your best version. And Buddhist is actually Buddhist is like this. Buddhist help us to be our luminous version. The mind has to be in a positive movement, motivation. And this is the Buddhism. Yeah, I would like to share my amazement about this uh, a wonderment called mind. There's a Buddhist contemplation about the nature of the mind. Can you find the origin of the mind? Does it have a shape or color? And eventually, probably you will say, hmm, it's difficult to find. But at the same time, one has to admit that it is enormous power. It creates my world. And isn't this astonishing that it's almost nothing and everything at the same time? And it's quite shocking, you could say also, when you discover that. And then after that, what you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. <laughs> That's wonderful. This kind of meditation just is like if you are flying, no? Like that you are not touching the earth, the ground. Mm -hmm. and you don't know where, where, where you start, where you finish. The sensation is an openness in that moment. People that are that have fear with this kind of meditations, they feel more fear because it's like the self make us a sensation of security. In this this kind of meditations, just offer to you the opportunity to see what you are, know what you think that you are, and then if you are not calm, the first sensation is not nice. You can feel like if you are falling down. Or You are losing yourself, something like this. This is not, not comfortable. But when you do it, you, when you practice one day, another day, another day, what, then you will find, you will meet in a very nice spot in, inside of yourself, something like this, where everything is nice, is wonderful, is open, is clear. And you don't need anything to be happy. And you don't need anything to feel that you are something. You don't need to be something, just you are enjoying. And that's a wonderful moment. How did you come across the Dharma in the first place? Wow, that was very long time ago. <laughs> 16, you were 16, I read. Is that true? Yes, my teenage. What I did was experience with spirits, you know? 16 years, do you practice that? I don't know, maybe, no? Maybe in the countryside in Spain, we was very bored, and then we tried to, to talk with the spirits. And Ouija, how do you call it? Ouija, do you call it? Mm, yes, Vika, yeah. Vika. In my searching for the happiness, uh, my first plan was... I will live my life very powerful and very strongly until 50 and then I will die. And because after 50s, so my first plan is like illness. Every, everyone that I saw was very sad and very tired. So I thought, okay, this second part of the life, I didn't, I didn't like it. So my plan was enjoying the life until the 50s. But then talking with the spirits, 
my left, my, my vision changed. It was wonderful because it was a very special moment in my life. Wow, my, my, my vision of the life changed uh, 100%, just turn, turn around. It's like when, what they say to me, I remember very, very clearly, it's like when you die, only dies the body. The mind is still alive. Depending on how is your your mind, depending on this, will be your next step. So now, having body is the moment to change your mind. Remember, they say that. And then after that, I was was very very wonderful moment. Sixteen talking with spirits, and then my friends they wasn't happy with me. Because I, I started to talking about this, these matters in the discotheque. And, with, uh, <laughs> and then after that, I was looking for what tradition explains in the best way the, the path of the death. Because I was talking with the spirits and they explained to me, to us, how was this path. And then the idea is, okay, this I know that maybe someone more knows the same. So looking for that, we, we arrived until the Tibetan Buddhism. The Pardo Total book explains very exactly the same that I know of the process. It was a very wonderful moment. And then I thought if they know how to die in a correct way, they will know also how to live in a correct way. So I started to practice Buddhism in my teenage. You are also involved in the Sangha Activa uh, in Barcelona, uh, a project of Buddhism in society and for society. So um, what would you say is the benefit of, of Buddhism for society in this spirit you are practicing in the Sangha Activa? Well, when you try to help, you need to be the best. And being in society and trying to help society push you to be your best, best version. If you are not in society, maybe with meditation, there are some, you, you can arrive the moment that you are fine, you are okay with yourself. But nothing, you, you, you lost the motivation to push a little bit more. Then society allows us to not hesitate to continue our growth path. When you love someone, you, you have motivation to help and you have motivation to practice. Now we have rituals for illness, for death, for marriage, for everything. Everything is a, is a ritual. But every of these, each of these rituals, the ritual that you are doing for the other actually is, actually is your practice. You are practicing your love, your compassion, your wisdom. Then it's like the others are the excuse to practice. And being in society is a very huge excuse to get enlightened. Ah, to my mind came a sentence that you said. Uh, in a teaching, the more clear the mind, the more opportunities will appear. So that really 
gives us a good reason to practice and stay on this path. People Thank don't you. see your smile. I see your smile. Touching my love. Thank you so much for your presence. <laughs> and thank you, Martin. Yeah, thank you. Do you have a last message to our listeners who are maybe inspired to get into the meditation spirit of Buddhism? Well, maybe the last sentence is if you really love someone and you really want to offer the best for this one, the offer the The best that you can offer is your light. So don't lose your light in any situation. Thank you very much. This podcast is made possible by the European Buddhist Union, an umbrella organization of European Buddhist organizations and national Buddhist unions. Feel free to visit us via europeanbuddhism.org or visit our Facebook page. There you can find all the info about our work and many possibilities of engagement and contributions to this large and growing network. The show notes of this episode, number four, you can find by the following address network.europeanbuddhism.org slash Zero four. There you can access a summary of the show and key literature and ideas that were mentioned in the specific episode. This podcast is greatly supported by subscribing, commenting, rating and telling your friends. By this we can reach out to even more viewers and listeners out there. Thank you so much for listening today and speaking to you soon.